Hey, y'all, what's up? My name is Josh, and joined to me today by my left is my co-host, esteemed co-host, Nico. Criticos. Nico, how you doing today? Fantastic. So Happy this, to be here. So this is episode 29 of Stock Talk. You know what? I feel like when we went back to episode one, it's been so long. It's been it, such, and it felt like a long time, yeah. Yeah, it's been such a journey, but welcome all to episode 29 of our podcast. So it's some pretty big news, me personally, that's been going on with me. I am actually graduating college very soon. Round of applause. Congratulations to Josh. Yeah, so Nico, um, how proud of you? <laughs> I'm very you proud of you, Josh. Are you of me? Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm actually joining the boat that you were in last semester. <laughs> yeah. But um, as a graduating college student, you know, your six months has passed too. And for six months, that's when we can actually start paying our loans off. Well, supposed to be, supposed to be. Joe Biden actually huh. pushed it back, keeps pushing it back. I think now it's around August. But there's some big news going on now. So we all know Joe Biden's huge thing when – he first got into office was student loans, and it's going to be like the 50000 thing. You, you remember that, Nico? Yeah, yeah. So now he's dropped that down to 10000 He's considering student loan forgiveness of at least 10000 per hour through executive action. So, Nico, how are you feeling about that? I mean, I think that's a, that's a, that's a good idea. I think if it's done in the right way, um, kind of like how we were talking about with uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was saying how it, it kind of makes sense for them to – to allow that for certain degrees, but for other degrees, it doesn't make as much sense. And I also think, you know, there should be a limit. So like, you know, $50,000 might be too much, but if it's, if it's around $10,000, I think that's much more reasonable. Do you think it should like factor in depending on your, like a major or your degree? I think it does make a big difference. So like what DeSantis was saying was like how they should actually be focusing more on trade certificates like welding and like electric versus the, the people that get degrees in things like gender studies that doesn't qualify them for as as you know as many jobs as, as a different type of degree would and i mean i think he makes I, I think he makes some good points there so yeah i think if it's done in the right way i think it is it would you know it would be a smart idea you think it's possible yeah i think it's very possible and i mean the, the other thing they pointed out was like the people that were that got degrees in, in gender studies their average debt was only $11,000 so compared to like a medical student who might have you know six figures worth the the $11,000 isn't that big of a deal so that's it wouldn't even really have that big of an effect i think it, it's really going to benefit the people who are going into getting degrees in things like the medical students and stuff and so yeah i think it'll benefit them a lot i think they you know they deserve it no, I personally don't think that's going to be possible. Why do you say that? I, I think it's more so. I, I don't think loans are going to be completely wiped off. Even with the ten thousand, no, the ten thousand would be nice because with that ten thousand, you know what I can get with that? Bitcoin, different mm -hmm. stocks, a whole bunch of a yeah, cause, Amazon. Because ten thousand is not going to pay for a whole, uh, you know, a whole. Uh, exactly. It'll exactly. it'll pay for maybe a semester, or depending on where you go, it'll be a semester yeah. or maybe a year. It, exactly, if that. But yeah. um, you know, I, I think it's more um. Like me as a college student, I would like it to be the ten thousand personally, but I think it's gonna be more so the interest rate gonna be like very oh. low. Like I even now, I think the interest rates is probably the lowest it's ever been. Mm -hmm. So I think now, I think it's gonna be closer to like the zero point two, zero point zero one percent. So, mm -hmm. so we don't have to incur any more interest. But at the that. same time, so that that would be that's that's a feasible thing, right? They could they could lower the interest rate for student loans. Exactly. But at the same time. They're all the the Fed is also in the process, as we know, of raising rates right now. So it's going to be a weird, you know, conflicting thing if they're trying to accomplish both of those this year. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But real quick, some big news this past week too, Nico. Um, your guy, what did your guy Elon Musk do today? 
So this past e- week, so. Elon Musk recently purchased Twitter for about $44 billion, I believe. And um, I think his main incentive to do, to do this was he thought that it wasn't that they weren't treating people treating people fairly as as far as free speech goes and i think part of it probably stems back to cuz i think the big the big one that it happened to was probably Donald Trump i think ever since that that was a big step and then i think not only that but especially what how they treated Elon Musk and you know he had plenty of getting in I, ever since the tweet he put out when he said um taking Tesla private at when it hits $420 a share mm-hmm. I think it. I think it kind of stems back to that. And then ever since then, there's been various tweets that he's put out that he got in trouble with the SEC and stuff like that. So, it's definitely a an unexpected move by him, though. I don't think anybody was expecting some, him to do something like that. And even for somebody, even for the richest person in the world that has, you know, over 250 billion dollars of a net worth, I think still a purchase of 44 billion dollars is still a huge. Uh, that's a huge amount of money for him. And that's also why we saw him sell, what, 16 million shares? I think it was over $8 billion worth of Tesla stock that he sold this past week. So that's definitely put some downward pressure on Tesla stock. Yeah, so um, real quick before I get into my question, but um, well, what my statement, shall you say. Do you think um, Donald Trump is going to be making a return on Twitter? That's interesting, yeah, because th- the other thing that happened was when this news came out, um, you know, Trump was partnering with Trump's – Trump was partnering with the SPAC, uh, DWAC, DWAC. It's a it's a stock out there, and that stock plummeted too that day because now it makes it you know not as necessary for Trump to start his own social media platform. Yeah. Now he if he's back on Twitter, which if Elon Musk is in charge of the company, there's a good chance that could happen. Then you know Trump will be back on Twitter, and he doesn't need to start his own company as much anymore. Okay, my uh, next thing is going to be this one thing you brought up. Um, he believes. Twitter should be free speech and yeah. things like that. Yes and no. I think it's a like a kind of like a muddied line right there. Mm-hmm. Like yes, free speech is needs to be there, things like that. But also, Twitter is a private company. Right. And another thing is, just because it's free speech doesn't mean you can just say whatever you want. Exactly. Right. You can't do that. And how you said, because it's Twitter and they own that platform. They they you know inherently own some rights to how they want to treat the platform and what they're going to allow. Like that's their that's their that's their platform. But they have guidelines there for a reason that right. you must abide by. So. Yeah. So that's the one thing. Um, I don't, I don't think it's a big problem. I, I don't think Twitter is going to change much for personally because I've seen a lot of things on there like people are going to oh we're going to leave yada 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 now they bought it. They're not going to leave. They're not going to leave. What's interesting? So I I I used to use Twitter years ago, but then I stopped. And the the thing I notice is a lot of people have said that they don't eat that one either they don't use Twitter or two the people that do have Twitter say that they don't like the new features and the new layout of it so I don't know I don't I don't see a, I don't I'm, I don't see a bunch of people using it anyways yeah I'm probably I use Twitter the most probably most of oh, anyone I knows but um that that'd be nice if he gets rid of like the now the tabs is like so weird now with the community, the different uh-huh. spaces now. Spaces like a clubhouse feature kind of. Yeah. Where people can get in there to talk. It looks all weird. If he gets rid of all that stuff and just bring back fleets, <laughs> then I, I, I love him for that. I, I love him for that. But um, who knows? Um, like I said, I think Twitter is going to remain the same. Elon Musk just. See, and what's what's always up for debate there is like – since we have these social media platforms that are so big and have such impact on our on our world or our country, really, 
it's kind of like, yes, these companies own their platform and they should be able to make it how they want. But also, since it is so impactful, if, I feel like the government is is going to want to get involved with that, you know, because it, it has such an effect on like the way it can split, divide people in the country or whatever it is. It yeah. spreads rumors, whatever happens. Um, so I, I, although they, they are private companies and they have their own rights, I think there is also going to be like regulations and stuff that the government imposes to to keep it in place. So with him buying Twitter, is it like, is it just him buying Twitter or did, does Tesla buy Twitter? No, it's okay. not. I don't think it's Tesla buying Twitter. I think it's it's just Elon. And he's already talking about, he said he's going to, he said one of the things he's going to do is fire some people, right? To, to not only cut down, <laughs> um, Jack. To, uh, to cut down on costs, right? But also to, you know, he wants to get a new CEO and get new management in there to, to form a new direction for the company. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. That just sounds like I hate um, Jack Dorsey, so he's going to get fired. Well, Jack Dorsey's not he he J- Jack Dorsey he f- he started Twitter, but he yeah, co-founder co-founder right, but he's not been involved in Twitter in in a while. Mm-hmm. He was he left Twitter a couple like at least six months ago to go focus on on Block, right? So yeah, I mean I think somebody like Elon Musk, I think th- him taking charge of of twitter like that i think that we are going to see a difference in the platform i don't think elon is someone who's going to spend 44 billion dollars on a company and then not have it make a big you know not make a big change in there so but what changes can he that's a great question that's a great question but i don't know that's that's hard that's hard to say like it's where like with twitter is already like established thing already like people who go on twitter they want this thing they know what it's for. Yeah. They know how it works, right? Like you can't change it up too much. Then it becomes like, oh, well, what is this? A different platform, right? Like, it, like look how Instagram is gonna look. How it's looking now? They put in a different shops now, and yeah. I hate Instagram the now. The shops, of that. Yeah. and they also they they kind of they kind of made it more like to include TikTok features, like with the yeah, reels, the reels and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, that's I don't know. I I understand where, why they're going with that though, because look how much attention has got has gotten off of platforms like Instagram and has gone over to TikTok. So. That's how that's how these or it's the same thing when Snapchat came and people Instagram then they added stories for the same reason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I it's 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 to be expected that these platforms are going to, you know, add features like that to stay relevant. Yeah, it, it's perfectly fine for a, a company to adapt to survive, but you also can't lose yourself too. Yes, right. So, I think that's one thing they just have to no, most companies just have to be keen for, just look out for at the mm-hmm. same time, same time. The ne- see, the next thing I wanted to bring up was about some news that came out a couple of weeks ago about involving MasterCard. So MasterCard has partnered with a company called Nexo, and they are launching the world's first crypto-backed credit card. And MasterCard also filed for more than a dozen crypto and metaverse trademarks. And I think, once again, this is another sign of a ginormous company that is investing into the future of crypto and the metaverse. And it just makes it more, um, you know, it makes me believe more so that that crypto and the metaverse are going to be important parts of the future. Yeah, so. for, for sure, for sure. You know, I, I, I say as like the days go by, we keep personally. I'm like thinking like maybe Bitcoin will become like the next U.S. currency or something like that. Yeah, and that's there's definitely a, a lot of backing behind it to where that's very possible. My only, the only thing that that makes me hesitant or scared about crypto is just the fact that. The the government is I don't the government's not they they're not they're not going to be a huge fan of crypto unless they have their own cryptocurrency. But things like Bitcoin, if if Bitcoin was going to go to five thousand or something, the government's not going to try to stop try to prevent that. Yeah. It's not like the American dollar or, or or the stock market where there's 
you know, there's other things tied into it that they're tr they're going to try to help out. The, the crypto's not like that. That's the only thing that is kind of scares me. But I don't know. With all the companies and the investors putting putting money in and you know betting on on the technology, I think it's definitely going to be a, a big part of the future. Yeah, and you know, maybe like with the credit card, we I think it was like two years ago, you could start using crypto by baseball tickets, things like that. So yeah, yeah. You know, as we age and get into more of this digital world, it's going to be like different type of virtual currency that we can lose, use. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But um, while we're on the topic of Bitcoin, what's some news about ETH, too? Oh, Ethereum? Yeah. So Ethereum has the, – the news that came out about two weeks ago says that they're going to shift uh, – the shift from proof of stake – or, or two proof of stake will not happen until the fall time. So I think it was supposed to happen this summer, but it looks like it's getting postponed. So it looks like the main uh, benefit of this, so Ethereum is operating on a proof of work, right? Which it looks like, I guess the, I'm not super, um, you know, knowledgeable on how to mine crypto and stuff, but it looks like the way it works is in, in, order, to, in order to mine the next block on the blockchain, it's, it's pretty much based off of, the amount of work you put in or the amount of, you know, mining equipment you have. And it looks like the proof of stake is going to make it more efficient. Um, but it, it looks like it's also more of a risk. It's something that's less proven and less, they have less, you know, experience with. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens. But it, I think that will also help Ethereum go up in price and because it, like, reduces fees and stuff. So, I think that is going to be a positive for Ethereum at the end of the year. Yeah, and I think now they're down about 15%. This past month, probably with that news because of it being pushed back too. So yeah. ho hopefully, it is effective for all you ETH um, our owners out there. But um, real quick, we were gonna have to take a quick break on the stock talk with Josh and Nico. Y'all could make sure don't don't go anywhere. Okay, don't change your dial. What's that? Is that the name of it? Dial the old people use or whatever. You don't, don't change the channel or anything. We will be back here on Jet TV. We are now back with stock talk with Josh and Nico, and the thing I would like to bring up now is talking about the travel sector and why I think it's going to be why it's going to explode starting this summer. So the first thing is Delta Airlines says that they're going to have their, their this quarter they will be profitable. And so over the past, you know, ever since COVID, they've had profitability problems. But um, now, Josh, this is not you. What <clears throat> what airline did you purchase? American. You bought American, but you sold it. Yeah, you sold it. Right. So. I mean, this is a good – you have – Delta is not the only company out there that it's saying that they expect demand to be super high. So another company is Carnival Cruise Line, which is one I own. They're the biggest – they have the biggest fleet of cruise ships in the world. And uh, interestingly enough, our friend of the show, Ryan Fisher, he recently just got uh, off of a cruise with Carnival Cruise Line. And he says it was – not only was it packed on the boat, right, so there's a bunch of people, but he also said that – there's so many things that people are spending money on that, you know, they have to be making tons of money. So It's the summer. Yeah, right. It's the summer. This is the season. So that's why I think this summer is going to be – I think this is going to be a huge a huge uh, season for – or a bunch of demand for services like, you know, flights and for cruises and stuff like that. Because I think not last year and the previous year, there was still – limitations because of covid but this year things are more opened up and so i think people are very excited to go on trips and stuff yeah and i think it was um i, I don't want to lie or say something wrong but one airline said it was no requirement for to wear a mask too so that's another oh thing. right yeah I, I think it was um southwestern mm -hmm. 
Southwest, should I say. But, yeah, no requirement on the mask. Also, like I said, it's been two years since COVID. So a little bit now people are, most people have their vaccine. They feel a little bit more safer, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to be – it's the summertime. It's the summertime. So, and so Carnival Cruise Line right now is – so I own okay. I have another interesting thing. So th- I when I I'm last week I made a video on my channel for Carnival Cruise Line, and I was reading through the 10K and I realized that so they said if you own a hundred shares, you get a two hundred and fifty dollar credit to go on one of their cruises. Hmm. Okay, so I own two hundred shares of Carnival Cruise Line at an average cost of nineteen dollars and eighty cents. So you're right? going on a cruise. Well, I'm not super interested in doing that, but if I at one point in my life I probably will. And since I own these 200 shares, that means I should have either, you know, 250 or $500 worth of credit to go on these cruises, which is pretty interesting. So Carnival Cruise Line now is down 35% on the year. Uh last summer it peaked out at about $31 a share, and now today it's only $17 a share. So I'm not a financial advisor, but I do think that Carnival Cruise Line is a, a great stock to buy, and I think at this at this price point right now of of seventeen dollars a share or twenty a twenty billion dollar market cap, I think this one is is uh, definitely undervalued at the moment. Yeah, and um, let's go back to the airplanes real quick. Okay. What, what's some news that the Delta says that's going to be going on for them? What did Delta say? Yeah. I don't know. What did they say? They said it would be profitable this quarter. So yeah. how, how do you feel about that being profitable this quarter? Well, that's uh, – they, they might have possibly said that because, like, how we just said, it's the summertime, more people are going out and out. Like, yeah. now, like, who, who doesn't know someone who isn't leaving, going out of the country, things like that? What's interesting, though, do you, have you noticed that I, I've, I've checked a lot of flights lately, and the prices are way up for most flights. A lot of them and are – people are still buying them. And people are still buying them. So I think the main driver of that is probably oil prices, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But a lot of the flights now are $300 plus. Like exactly. I was looking for for this month I was looking to get a trip to go to Austin and most of them are, are most of them are anywhere from 300 to $400 for round trip. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah, it, it's definitely up a lot, which I think it's just because of the oil prices. But do you think uh Delta will be profitable this quarter? Yeah, I'm exp- I, I would I would think so. Yeah. Who do you say uh, besides Delta is it another airline you think people should get into? I would well, I think I mean th- they're all pretty similar. I mean, I think it's it's up to you whether you prefer American, United, Delta, Southwest, whatever it is. Um and the other interesting thing, thing that's happening is we brought this up before, but so Frontier and Spirit were going to merge, right? Mm-hmm. Then I guess JetBlue made a higher bid yeah. for Spirit, Spirits, I believe. Yeah. Um, but so that's I don't know. That's interesting to see those companies merging like that. But I would pr- I would probably go with one of the bigger airlines, like a like a Delta or United or American, something like that. Southwest is already up two percent, three three percent this past month. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like I was tr- travel is going up. P- people are back outside, back outside this mm-hmm. summer. So we're gonna see how those those couple c- companies go as we uh, keep going. Now. um Next up on our list, Netflix stock. Okay, yeah. Josh, are you buying this one? Um, no. Why not? No, it. <laughs> it might be a good idea. Think about to buy this: Netflix. it was about seven hundred dollars a share last year. That right now, true. it's trading under two hundred. That is true. Do you think Netflix lost that much value of the company just because two hundred thousand subscribers were lost? I, I don't think so, but I personally want to buy because I 
am a customer of Netflix, and yeah. I really don't like the their content. business practices these what, past what, couple what, years. Like, what do you mean? The price is going up. Yeah. Less things are getting taken off of, and they have a whole bunch of different competition that I like way more, right. such as HBO Max I like more, and I'm starting to like Paramount Plus okay. right too, so – yeah, I think uh, I think there's definitely I think there's a strong argument for both sides of being bearish or being bullish on Netflix. Because if you're bearish, you could say you could say that you know they lost subscribers. They're expected to actually lose two million in the next quarter, yeah. and so they're that's that's you know that's taking away all the growth that I think investors were expecting. Uh, not only not only that, but the reason that really stems from is because of the content, right? Well, may, maybe it's. You could say it's because of the price increase, but I don't think it's as – I think people would be willing to pay more, whatever, $15, $16 a month if the content – I think they're going up to around 20 now. Is it? Yeah. Okay, Even let's say, let's say 20 If the content was there, they had super in-demand content, then people would pay that. But I think that's that's what it stems back to is, is having quality content. And on the flip side of that, you could say that that's why it's an opportunity to be – bullish because once they it's not like netflix has never had a, a successful show they if they bring on something like stranger things or like squid games or another series like that that gets people excited that's going to bring a lot of demand back to the platform but how, how long will that demand last that's a great that's a great point that's great. like it, squid it, it games could came be, out could like, be a couple months yeah like i i personally didn't see squid games but the memes were everywhere the memes yeah. were literally ever they yeah. took over social media everyone knew what squid games were mm-hmm. but that lasted it came out last year yeah, all those memes lasted at the most two couple months, two three months, right? A couple months, and so now that, I look at Netflix where they're at now. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. And the the other thing is, okay, you could the other reason I would be bullish on this company would be because, so let's say this company was trading at, let's say let's say it was it was close to seven hundred dollars a share last year. Right? I think it was that had to be some it had to be almost a four hundred billion dollar company. And so, but let's say you you change your mind. You say, okay, well, that was only because the growth they were they were going to be growing 15 percent a year. So now that growth is gone. Does that really justify the stock going from seven hundred dollars to two hundred dollars? I don't think so. I think it is still oversold. I think it's I will say it was a big drop. Perfect. It, w- it was it a was. big drop. So I think it's more fairly valued somewhere around, you know, maybe three hundred, four hundred dollars a share. Probably double where it is today. And just like how we talked about in the last episode, what Austin brought up was when he said it, I, I was I was kind of thinking, no, I don't think that's reasonable. But when he said that another company like Apple could buy out Netflix, now I think that's a much more likely scenario with the company being at only a $90 billion valuation. That's that's very. And that would make sense for Apple, too, because they are pushing that Apple TV deal. Yeah, exactly. I think they just got to deal with MLB. So. For the Friday games too, so they're they're pushing the Apple TV thing now. Yeah, and I mean at the same time, okay. So think about this. So so Netflix is the growth is going down, right? They're losing subscribers. At the same time, you have to think that they have they had they had they have two hundred and twenty million subscribers. Mm-hmm. That is such a large amount of people that that just that alone is worth a lot of money. Just them having that many users on the platform. So it's like, how how long can you expect them to grow when they have that many subscribers already using Netflix. But I mean if if you think about cuz when Austin said it last episode I thought I thought let's say 150 billion dollars is too much probably for a company for Apple to, to pay for Netflix. But now that it's at a 90 billion dollar valuation that's much cheaper. And I mean if if you look cuz sometimes there's laws and stuff that say a company can't you can't merge two ginormous companies yeah. like that. You can you you're not going to you're not going to merge Google and Microsoft, right? But look at what 
uh, happened a couple months ago when Microsoft bought out Activision. They paid about 80-something billion dollars. So that's roughly the same price that Apple would pay for Netflix. So now I think that's uh, also another scenario that could play out. Yeah, but even like I've always been saying, it's, it's, it's got to be the, the content that pushes Netflix to the top. That's and I, honestly, the content is just lack, lacking. Like when they first came out, you would – Go to Netflix to watch old shows such as The Office, mm-hmm. things like that. And Office is off of there now. Yes. All those old shows that were owned by another company, that other company, their own company is making the own type of thing. And the Marvel stuff was on there too. Yeah. All right? That and that's off. Yeah. That's off. All so. those shows are gone to their own type of platform. So now what does Netflix do? They they really don't have anything. You know, Stranger Things, I think the final season's coming up. Yeah, but so it's been a while, be- though. People probably forgot about that. Yeah, it's not like how it was when it first came out five years ago. And the other thing Netflix brought up was, again, the adding ads to the platform, right? Yeah. And some people are going to say, oh, well, that's going to push the subs- that's that's going to push more people off. But if if you look at how it actually plays out on streaming services and things like YouTube and, you know, TV shows, people still watch stuff even when it has advertisements on there. So, do you, okay, I do you watch um, do you watch YouTube a lot? I have YouTube Premium. You I have don't YouTube have Premium. Ads. Yeah. Okay, I'm the same way. I bought YouTube Premium too. I hate the ads. I hate the ads too. So for me, it's worth it to pay because I watch YouTube yeah. enough. But for a lot of people, they don't they don't they don't buy YouTube Premium. They, yeah. they still watch things even with commercials. So but me personally, I feel like it's more content and better content on YouTube. Uh, Compared to Netflix. D- definitely. I definitely agree. So, I don't know. Ne- Netflix got an uphill battle, you know, and k- stuff keeps dropping. I see Meghan Markle, you know, the, the Duchess from over UK. She had an animated Netflix series coming up, but that gets dropped by Netflix. Mm. So, 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 so what's going on there, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you get all these big um, names to come here, and then they suddenly off. You don't have anything else to bring up? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a Netflix hater, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? But um, I personally like HBO Max the best. Okay, that, that's what a lot of people say. Let's do a r- ranking real quick before our next break. You want to rank all of the social media? I mean, not social media. The, the streaming, platforms? streaming platforms. I don't know them well enough. Streaming platforms. I don't know them well I enough. I feel like I'm really liking um, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Oh, and an- another thing about Amazon, their stuff is getting pretty oh, decent Amazon too. Oh, Amazon Prime too? I'm starting to like their f- overall life format. It's getting a little cleaned up a little bit mm. more. So we'll see how Amazon does, but these next couple of years are going to be vital for Netflix. It's the battle. Like yeah. these are like it's a war now. How you said it? It's an uphill battle at this point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But Nico, before we go to break, you want to add anything else? No. All right. I got another company I want to bring up, but we will save that for after the break. Yes, that's will be after the break here on Stock Talk with Josh and Nico. Don't go anywhere, anyone. We will be back. Welcome back to Stock Talk with Josh and Nico. Today we're going to be talking about Teladoc Health, a stock I, re- I recently bought more shares of. This is a stock that became very popular two years ago when Kathy Wood started talking about it. And what Teladoc does is they are the leader in virtual healthcare, or pretty much just you have a, you have a, a video meeting with a, a medical professional. And primarily it's used for things like you know mental health and things that could be dealt through with or dealt with through a, uh, a video call. But this company has tens of millions of, I believe one in six Americans has a Teladoc Health account, and they are partnered with Walmart and with Amazon, so all the connections you could possibly need to get your customers. And however, though, this company reported a loss, and they missed they they lowered their guidance for the rest of the year as of last week. So 
the stock went not so the stock peaked out at three hundred dollars a share last year. It hovered around two hundred. It came down to a hundred, and I started buying it at a hundred. And then it, it's it, it's been trading at about sixty bucks for a couple months, right? It, it, it was hovering around sixty dollars. It seemed like that was going to be around the bottom. But after this news came out, the next day the stock fell thirty five percent. It went all the way down to twenty five dollars a share, which was only a four billion dollar market cap. Now, what's interesting about this is not only was this company valued at over you know tens of billions of dollars, forty billion dollars plus, but it was also they also purchased Lavongo a couple of years ago for $16 billion. And now this company was trading a loan at a $4 billion valuation. Um, so I bought more shares when it when it was down at $25 a share. Uh, there's a lot of people that are bearish on this company. Uh, a lot of people just assume that it's it's pretty much like just like a FaceTime and people don't see the reason why you would why you would use it if it's just like a FaceTime call. But I don't know. Kathy Wood, she's very bullish on this and she gives a lot of reasons to why it's it's going to be a big I mean it, of course virtual healthcare is going to be a big part of the future and so if Teladoc is leading the way and they have these partnerships already in place I think it's a, it's going to be a, a solid investment for the future yeah like you said with the future thing you know old people this is mainly for old people so you could say old people are still getting more in depth with technology you know they started making Facebook pages about five years ago so they're a little bit behind Mm-hmm. But I think as time goes on and on, with a new when the the mi- middle aged people start becoming old people, yeah. I think this is when Teladoc is really going to start flourishing because we would know more about how the internet works, social media, the digital things. We'll become more of a digital world. So I do think it's a good buy, but I think for now it might be a little bit more of a fall off. But mm-hmm. I think as time goes on, time goes on, and it's going to be more greener days ahead for Teladoc. So the other thing that's interesting, what Kathy Wood. Uh, posted the other day was that so tell when, when teledoc went down to twenty five dollars a share these that that was the price it was trading at back in two thousand seventeen so this was six years ago we're talking about okay since that time the amount of visits they have for for their their customers is five times higher and the amount of members they have that are paying is twice as high and the annual revenue is five times as much okay so they made a ton of improve. They made a ton of of improvement since that time, so the stock should be trading, you know, at least double where it was back then. It should be around, you know, at least sixty, seventy, eighty dollars a share. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. I'm bottom line is I'm still bullish on this company though. What's the partnership that they got with some other companies though? The, the two biggest ones are Amazon and Walmart. Um, they they did form a. There was another company they formed a partnership with like a couple weeks ago, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but they, they they're the world's largest one. Oh, here it is. This is one of them is it says uh the recent one was New York's largest health system is called Northwell and Teladoc just won a a, a partnership with them. So hmm, not bad, not there's bad. another one. And then as time goes on, may, maybe um Teladoc and Amazon be a little bit more innovative, you know, like with the Hey Alexa thing. Yes, right. That mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what they're doing, yeah. Um now Amazon is um Another one that is at a two-year low right now. The stock was down to about $2,500 a share. And this was because, once again, they lowered their revenue guidance for the upcoming quarter. And they also reported a net loss because of their stake in Rivian. So I believe they lost, it was, they lost several billion dollars from their stake in Rivian. 
and I mean, it, it's it, again. Th th this is a, I think of Amazon as as an easy money buy at twenty five hundred dollars. I mean, I, I it's it's you don't even really need to explain it. Everyone knows what Amazon does. They know that they own pretty much everything, and the the moat they have at that company is just it's it's unbeatable. So even with their especially the thing with the Rivian position. That's that might be a problem now for this this upcoming quarter, but in the future, I think that I think they're going to benefit from that, and so uh, yeah, I think Amazon will be, I think Am I think if you invest in Amazon, I, I'm not going to say that, but Am <laughs> I, I think I think Amazon stock will be um, at least double where it is today within within the next couple of years. Yeah, and I think one thing too, I think is there like rumors of Amazon going to give out more employees like different kind of stocks. Things like that to the company to the employees. Um, you you mean like the employee benefits and stuff? Yeah. Ever since they formed that, the U, the Amazon employees formed that union. That's definitely that's that's what we talked about with Austin yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Ever since they formed that union, uh, yeah, they're definitely gonna definitely gonna benefit more as far as benefits go. Yeah. That yeah that union shaked up a lot of things too because I think now they're also getting like an eleven percent raise. It mm -hmm. says right here. Mm -hmm. So you know. That's like a big factor compared to what Amazon's doing. So that's probably why it went down just a little bit compared to the right. And see, the other thing that's interesting, I think, is if a company, if employees at a company like Amazon are doing that, there's a good chance that employees at other big tech companies are going to have the same idea, mm -hmm. right? So I'm not, I'm not a hundred, I'm not sure about which companies have the unions and which ones don't. Um, I don't, you know, as far as if you if you talk about Google, Facebook, Apple, stuff like that, Microsoft, I don't know how that, I don't know how the, you know, employee benefits and stuff works there. But I wouldn't be surprised if employees at these other tech companies come out and say, oh, well, you know, we, we, we want to be treated like the Amazon employees too. Yeah, and that's only one union in New York. I've seen them popping up a whole bunch of different locations. Yeah. Like Texas, Illinois, well, Wisconsin, I don't yeah. know, Montana. Things like that. So it's going to be um, very interesting to see uh, how the employees at Amazon go through their business while working there as well. So, mm -hmm. But who knows, who knows, who knows. Nico, before we end up, you want to bring in anything else to talk yeah, about? Yeah, the, 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 um, the only other stock that has uh, been on my radar lately is the one, the one that I purchased a couple I think at least a week ago. Oh yeah, and overall stock has just been down overall. Yeah, bad. it's it's been it's been awful. So this is yeah. I think this um this beginning of the year these first 4 months we've gone through, this has been the worst uh it, it's it's no year in the past has ever been this this yeah. bad I think. And I remember at the beginning of April. So April is if you look at the the chart or the data, April historically is the best performing month for stocks okay in general in the past the market will go up one and a half percent in the month of april which is higher than any other month okay so i was like okay maybe april is the month that things turn around but of course it's not and so yeah everything has just gotten everything has gotten completely worse and like some of these ginormous companies like netflix and paypal they're they're down you know over 70 percent and so it's just every everybody is getting everybody's losing tons of money out there and a lot of people are selling at huge losses, but that's not that's not what I'm doing. I'm I'm still buying, and so one of the ones I bought this past week was Adobe. Adobe, uh, was, I thought you had that already before. No, I before this whole thing happened last year, before this whole drop happened, it hit. It was at 450, and I was like, I was like, oh, this this looks like a decent buy. Maybe I'll buy this. Well, I I didn't buy it. I thought it, I 
whatever. I didn't I didn't make the move to buy it, and it and it ended up going from 450 to about 700 dollars a share. Well, this past week it was trading at 400 dollars a share now. So I bought I bought some Adobe stock, and so yeah, this is another one. You know, it's it's there. They don't really have too many uh, serious competitors. It, Adobe has. The brand, the the power of the brand of Adobe is so strong that this one is this is another one that I feel safe in. Yeah, it's like a it's like a lot of companies that does editing or just for Photoshop, but Adobe, Adobe has Photoshop, editing, um, uh, Illustrator, yeah, Illustrator, things like that, things like that. But also, real quick about the AMSA thing, it said AMSA ends COVID paid leave for U.S. workers as well, and it says in January Amazon trimmed. Pay leave for workers to provide to one week or up to 40 hours. Before that, they got two weeks of paid time off for COVID-19. So maybe that was somehow of a factor as well, too. Mm-hmm. But Could who be. knows, who knows, who knows. But hopefully, I'm praying that all the all of our stocks go up again. Mm-hmm. Praying for gr- greener days. But besides that, I don't have anything else left for this episode. Nico, how about you? Um, I I think the, the main thing in the market right now is going to be – the main thing to look out for over the next couple of months is – going to be how the market and investors react to the way the fed raises the rates Mm -hmm. so the number is going to be coming up the next couple weeks it'll be coming up soon we're going to see how they we're going to see what they have to say we're going to see you know are they going to raise rates faster are they going to raise rates slower that i think is going to be a big is going to have a huge effect on the way investors see the market so that might be the thing that gets investors to flip um but, I mean, the, the average, I want to say the average stock market crash or correction, I, a lot of them will last about 18, I want to say it's about 18 months or 16 months or something. So it, it could, ours started in November, so we just hit a six-month mark. So we could we could go for another six months or another 12 months yeah. of a bear market. But the, the, the difference in, in our market is that things happen so fast and so extreme that I feel like it's 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 not going to last that long. I think you know under I think under twelve months is realistic, and so if I had to take a if I had to, if I had to make a prediction, I would say maybe I I would say I could see a bear market happening for continuing for let's say into the summertime, so maybe three more months or so, and then f- looking let's say four months from now, five months from now. By that point, I think en- enough enough time will have passed where we're getting to almost a one-year mark of a bear market, and then things will will flip eventually because these the stocks cannot trade at ridiculously low valuations. You can't have all the bi- the world's biggest companies exactly. trading eighty percent down from where they were. So, yeah, it, this is only this is only going to happen for a limited amount of time. Yeah, and be tuned, everyone. These next I think is on Tuesday and Wednesday of yeah, this be, upcoming week. Yeah, be tuned. Week. Be tuned. Is the big Federal Reserve meeting, shall you say. But please stay tuned on that one. But um, like I said, this is Josh and Nico with the Stock Talk podcast. So y'all have a good one out there. Be safe and stay green. Bye-bye.